0: Shit a motherfucking layup i been Steph Curry with the shot Been cooking with the sauce Chef
1: Curry with the pot, boy Live from the 301 Live from the pot I want to welcome my audience to episode number 30 Of Curry in the Pot Wow, 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 wow We up to number 30 We up to number 30, y'all I just want to thank everybody for supporting me And I remember when I first thought about doing the podcast, man and I reached out to you know my closest friends and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do this. They told me to do it, and I never looked back ever since. But nevertheless, this is episode 30. We're gonna hop right into it. So I want to welcome my audience to episode number 30. Here we go. So we got a lot of topics, we got a lot of topics to discuss. So without further ado, let's get right into it. We're transitioning right into the NBA. We're gonna start with the NBA, the National Basketball Association and we had some big moves happen since the last time I talked to you guys we got Dwayne Wade signing with the Cleveland Cavaliers on Sunday night Dwayne Wade was bought out by the Chicago Bulls he agreed to leave some money left on the table but Dwayne Wade still finessed the Bulls and he got bought out Dwayne Wade was bought out we all pretty much knew where he was gonna go we knew he was gonna go to the Cleveland Cavaliers and that's what happened I know some other teams were in the mix spurs the miami heat a possible return to south beach and okc was in the mix and i even heard golden state contacted him but it didn't really go nowhere of course my lakers did they had to do their due diligence but d wade is now a member of the cleveland cavaliers and he will also have a spot in the starting lineup so to start the season off i thomas is out with a hip injury but the Cavs will have derrick rose at point guard Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Kevin Love, and Tristan Thompson. Off your bench, you will have J.R. Smith, J. Crowder, Kyle Korver, let's see, Channing Frye, they still have Iman Schumpert. They, they have a lot of pieces. So, essentially, the Cavs traded Kyrie Irving and in return got Isaiah Thomas, J. Crowder, Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose. And I think it's a great move. But, of course, everybody wants to know what's my thoughts on will this put them over the top to defeat the Warriors? I don't think so. I think it closes the gap, absolutely. I think it closes the gap, but it does not put them over the top. They, they, got, some, they, got, they got some offensive firepower. I still think what's going to haunt them is the lack of bodies on defense. Yes, LeBron can defend. Yes, Iman Shumpert can defend. Yes, Jay Crowder is a really good 3 and D player, one of the league's best at that. But I don't think that's enough. But I, the Cavaliers are going to be a really nice team. They're going to they're going to they're going to seriously pose a threat. And I say it closes the gap, but the thing is the key to me are the Cavs going to flip that that pick they got from Brooklyn. Are they going to flip that and try to get another player like DeMarcus Cousins, or so are they just are they are they done right now? I mean, it'll be pretty interesting to see what they're gonna do, but it closes the gap. I don't think it puts them over the top to be Golden State. You remember they brought back everybody, they added Nick Young, who I really like, Swaggy P. They bought they bought Nick Young in, they got Casby, they drafted Jordan Bell. That was a steal. Uh, it's a, it a steal of the draft, in my opinion, at least in the second round. Like you. Everybody's really trying to compete against Golden State and they're putting together teams to compete against Golden State. So, therefore, that transitions in me to my next topic. Carmelo Anthony traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow, wow, wow. My initial reaction when I first saw this trade was Sam Presti, the general manager for the Oklahoma City Thunders. An absolute genius. After losing KD... In the summer of 2016 the Thunder still made the playoffs you know they still made the playoffs they brought in Victor Ladipo drafted Sabonis they did stuff like that but now this summer you get Paul George you get Carmelo Anthony now you're legit now you're legit so now essentially to get Carmelo Anthony and Paul George Sam Presti gave up Victor Oladipo, Sabonis, Enes Cantor, Doug McDermott, and a second-rounder for Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. This is what he did. This is absolute robbery. And a lot of the blame ultimately falls back on Phil Jackson, who really devalued Carmelo Anthony when they could have got way more for the man, you know, a year ago, 18 months ago. They could have got plenty. But all you got back was Enes Cantor, who I think can play, and Doug McDermott, in a second-round pick, I know that Ennis Cantor is on an expiring contract. And I feel like the reason it didn't go through with Houston is because Ryan Anderson, who was supposed to be the centerpiece of the trade, he still has three years left on this deal, and I don't think the Knicks wanted that going forward. So they they have an expiring contract of Ennis Cantor. So I think, I think it's crazy that this is all they got back from mellow but what do i think this does for oklahoma city let me talk about that i think it's a great move anytime you can get a player of the caliber carbello anthony i think it's great i think it's phenomenal you know what he can do on the offensive end of the floor is is second to none he's you know one of the best scorers i've ever seen but here's my thing me and my boy brian we were talking about this I think Melo would be perfect off the bench. Why? Because, you know, he could just come off the bench and create instant offense. He could come off the bench dropping 25 to 30 a game, coming off the bench. And he could play with those guys in crunch time. He sort sure of laughed it off when they asked him about an immediate day. But we'll know. Only time will tell what they're going to do. But. I like the move going forward for OKC. The only thing I'm worried about is their bench. They still have Jeremy Grant. Um, they have Raymond Felton they picked up. And Abrinas. They don't really have a lot of guys on that bench. They did pick up Patrick Patterson this summer too. I think that's a good move. It's gonna be cool though. I really I, I really hope we see this OKC team versus Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. That'll be must-watch. That'll be perfect. You have to watch that. And, you know, those are my thoughts on the trade. So, transitioning, obviously, we all know what happened with number 45. We know what happened with him calling the NFL players SOBs, and, you know, how the whole Steph Curry and the Warriors didn't want to go to the White House and Donald Trump rescinded that. We know about that. We know about that. I wanted to. You know, touch on that real quick and just touch on the NFL part too, the NFL aspect, so it's crazy, it's crazy you know, it's really crazy that stuff like this is being said, but we, we are we really surprised, you know, this guy was doing this long before he was elected the president and it's just crazy, I love how LeBron, you know, came to the defense and many other players came to the defense of Steph Curry but that's not where I'm going with this I want to talk about, before I transition to the NFL, I want to talk real quick. I want to talk real quick. John Wall, he had, a, you know, a, a tremendous statement on what he said about Colin Kaepernick. And, you know, it's the he's talking about the NFL and the NBA, obviously. But I'm going to play the soundbite of what he said, and I'm going to have my reaction to it.
0: Took those comments personally, particularly minorities. Yeah, I definitely think so. You know, one thing I said, and it's crazy I was having this talk with my friends. And I was like... If you look at us, our player association, like Chris Paul's president, things like that, most of our franchise guys are big-time players in the league, African-Americans. You have Chris Paul, you have Dwayne Wade, you have Carmelo Anthony, you have LeBron James, that went and talked out of the ESPYs. And to like, the guys that's the face of the league, it's like African-American guys come from college, they're great quarterbacks. When we get to the NFL, what do they try to do? Change our position. Why? Because franchise guys are quarterbacks. So you have guys like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Love those guys, very talented. Until those guys come out and speak, I don't think the NFL are going to make any adjustments because when everybody kept saying, "Man, we're dealing with our stuff, with the Donald Sterling, all that type of things," it was like, "Well, LeBron and those guys don't come out and Kobe don't come out and say nothing." It's never going to be a stand ticket. When those guys came out and started talking, what happened? He's he's fired. Stand stood. And until those guys in NFL come up and stand up for happening and stand for those guys, like you can say those little things like, "Oh yeah, he's should in the NFL. He's a great player. He beat us in his hometown." No, you have to go out there and express your feeling. And until they do that, I don't think anything going to
1: change. Point well, John Wall. Shout out to you i absolutely love it nothing's gonna change until the guys tom brady aaron rodgers you know guys that are faces of the league speak up and express themselves for colin kaepernick this leads me into this leads me into the nfl and we all know what just happened i already said it you know the 45 calling players sobs and you know you know, I thought it was a great act. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was a great act. You know, people you know, taking the knees. But what are they doing it for? I feel like it's being done for the wrong reasons. And I say this to say, like, Jerry Jones took the knee with his players. But this is also the same guy that said weeks ago that he would cut anyone that took a knee. He would release any player that took a knee. So, like, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I'm not understanding. He also... He also gave a million dollars to Trump. Him and, and several owners. The Redskins owner, Dan Snyder. We had Bob Kraft. The Texans owner. The Jaguars owner. Woody Johnson. Several owners gave a million dollars to Trump. So, I feel like this is more of a facade. And me and my boy Brian, we were talking about this. This is a PR move. This is just for buzz. This is just for publicity. This is for money. I know this is a business, but what are you doing it for when Colin Kaepernick took a knee and when he sat down he wasn't doing it for this Colin Kaepernick was woke he already knew he knew what was up before before President Trump got inaugurated he knew what was up before he got elected he knew what was up Colin Kaepernick was woke he was aware he was taking a knee for unarmed black men and I feel like that message is getting lost now I talked I want to talk about Ray Lewis He said he wouldn't take a knee, but he took two knees, and now he's saying that he was praying. I don't believe you. I don't believe that. It's just, what's the message? I I feel like it's all a facade, and I feel like you know, everyone is taking knees and locking arms just because it's the trend. It's the thing to do. It's cool now. And now taking a knee, when Colin Kaepernick was taking knees and a few other players like Eric Reid and Brandon Marshall from the Broncos, it's... It's not the same deal it's, it's not even the same meaning anymore I, I commend the NFL for having a protest against what Trump said because it's their lead I, I get that but I feel like the wrong message is being conveyed now because when Colin Kaepernick was taking these who's doing it a handful of players Malcolm Jenkins was doing a fist like I just mentioned only a few other players were doing it in week one Marshawn Lynch was take was uh, sitting down on a Gatorade cooler. Marcus Peters didn't stand for the anthem. Like, what's going on? What's the message that we're sending? Like, I just want to know because now it's just now taking a knee and locking arms just seems to be the thing to do. And nobody was doing it when Colin Kaepernick was doing it, and look what's happened to him now. So that's my take on it. So let me transition. I'm sorry, I had to get my thoughts out. I had to. I had to say something. I had to. Was holding it in. So now I want to transition and to last week's game. I wanted to transition into week three. And I was really off on these games. I went 6-10 last week, 6-10 after going 13-3 the previous week. And I was just watching these games last week like.
0: You call me, I don't know what's going on. Hey, okay. hey.
1: And I really, I really had no idea what was going on. It was a lot of upsets. It was the week of upsets in the NFL. So I'm gonna start with the Thursday night game, a game that I chose correctly. I chose the Rams over the 49ers, and Sean McVay, he, he he's doing the right thing with this club. He's doing the right thing, which I knew he would do because he's a guru. He's he's a mastermind at, at offense and scheming up plays and play calling. He's just a, he's just brilliant. But that game was a shootout. It was it was a really good game 41 to 39 Rams Todd Gurley had three touchdowns and it was a really good game Sunday Sunday morning is where things went south for me the Jaguars absolutely demolished the Ravens they they destroyed them Joe Flacco he could he Joe Flacco wasn't even a a leader in passing yards against against this team Joe Flacco came out, I believe in the third quarter, he came out, or the beginning of the fourth. Joe Flacco only had 28 yards and two picks, and he got sacked twice. He had a QBR of 0.5 and a passer rating of 12. He looked awful. The Jaguars' defense was swarming, I should've picked the Jags. Moving on to the one o'clock games, the Broncos and the Bills, I did not see that coming. What was bogus and what was BS was that Bob Miller penalty. He got penalized just for playing around. I know you guys saw, he pretended like he was going to help Tyrod Taylor up, and he didn't. Ref through a flag immediately. I don't understand that. But the Bills got it done. Bills Mafia got it done. Saints-Panthers, a game. I, another game I chose incorrectly. I don't know what's going on with Cam Newton. I feel like he's still, you could tell he's not 100%. You can really tell. But Drew Brees did his thing. Three touchdowns. And they got it done 34-13. Steelers-Bears. Another game that took me by surprise. The Bears, the Bears got it done with the ground game. Jordan Howard was excellent. Tariq Cohen, shout out to him. He was he was he was phenomenal. And the Bears got it done. They're one of those weird teams too. I like their defense though, and I like their run game. They're, they're a weird team to call. And another thing is they got it done with only one reception to a receiver. So it was really the running back Tariq Cohen getting it done. The tight ends for them. They were getting it done in the receiving game. Falcons-Lions, I picked the Falcons in that game. That game was crazy, and it ended with a wild finish. A Golden Tate, he did have a touchdown, but it was real incomplete. And the Atlanta Falcons got it done. Browns-Coats, another game I didn't get. The Colts were absolutely just putting in work. Jacoby Brissett, he was playing phenomenal and you no, know, the game was ugly but the browns made it close at the end Coach got it done 31 28 bucks vikings i picked the bucks because i'm really high on the bucks wave but they they didn't play well stefan diggs from the dmv got it done man eight receptions 173 yards and two touchdowns he absolutely destroyed vernon hargrave and it was ugly texas patriots a really good game i thought the patriots were going to kill those guys but Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans hung in there. They really, they really went tip for tat with the New England Patriots. But ultimately, the Patriots pulled it out in the end, winning 36-33. Jets Dolphins. Who if there's any Jets fans listening to this? I know they're happy because I was just talking bad about them, saying they have nobody. But they don't. They t- still don't. I don't know what went on with the Dolphins. I don't I don't know. Did they not eat their breakfast? What I don't I don't know. I don't I really don't know. They should not have lost to the Jets. But the Jets got it done. Josh McCown, Balil Pal, Robbie Anderson. They they all played great. They, they got it done. They got they got it done. You know, that's a division game, so I guess I should have saw it coming a little bit. Giants, Eagles. <sighs> I picked the Giants in three consecutive weeks, and in three consecutive weeks they let me down. They let me down. And if they let me down, I know they let their fans down because I'm not even a Giants fan. I did pick them to win the division, which looks unlikely starting off 0-3. But I want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr., how people are making a big deal about his celebration where he pretended to pee like a dog. I have no problem with that. I felt like if it was any other player, it would not be a problem, but it's because it's Odell, it's because of his antics, and... People are acting like it cost them the game. After he did that celebration, the Giants forced the turnover on the Eagles next drive. So why are people making a big deal out of it? I know it's a 15-yard penalty, but that penalty did not cost them the game. It did not, and the Giants forced the turnover. The Giants got the ball back, and Odell scored again, and he raised his fist. Go Odell. Shout out to Go Odell, man. Shout out to Odell. I have no problem with this, but... Jake Elliott, I gotta talk about that. The 61-yard field goal to win the game, that was phenomenal. You saw his parents' reactions, Joel MB's reaction. That's just great, man. That's phenomenal. 61-yard field goal. I thought it was a little fluke, but hey, Eagles got it done. A win is a win, especially in the NFC East. Seahawks, Titans, another good game. I had the Titans winning that one. See, I know a little, I know a little something. I, I, I know how to pick some games. Packers-Bengals, another game I picked correctly. That game went into overtime. Aaron Rodgers got his first overtime W against the Cincinnati Bengals. The score was 27-24. Chiefs-Chargers. Yo, let me tell y'all about the Chiefs, man. Kareem Hunt. Tyree Hill, man. Travis Kelsey, too. That defense. Let me, let me say this. The Chiefs have an NFL record. Nine straight games. Nine straight games with a 50-plus yard touchdown. In each of those games. That's just big plays, man. Shout out to Kareem Hunt, who is leading the league in rushing yards right now. He's just been playing great. He's been on a tear. My boy Sean, he told me about Kareem Hunt. My boy Zeke, too. We talked about this. Yo, Kareem Hunt, man. He's going to be a beast, man. 17 carries, a buck 72. He had a 69-yard touchdown, too. Go Chiefs. And the Sunday night game. Woo! Y'all know I got to talk about this i picked against my skins but my skins was ready to ball they they came ready they came ready the defense set the tone early on the second play of the raiders first drive monte nicholson the rookie out of michigan state had an interception it just set the tone for the rest of the game kirk cousins was 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 in a groove he was in a groove he was in a groove you like that you like that yeah kirk i did like it i liked it for real i liked it you played great um, the defense set the tone early. Derek Carr looked shaky. Beast mode. The, the, the Raiders' offense just looked really flat. They look. They look completely flat. I don't know what was going on. Maybe they hung out too late the previous I don't know. They did not look good at all. Um, Kendall Fuller got an interception. Preston Smith was getting constant pressure. Jonathan Allen was in there too. And yeah, I know I gotta talk about this when I'm talking about that game, but. Amari Cooper said that he was going to put up 200 yards on the Redskins. He said he was going to put up 200 yards. His, his other mate, Michael Crabtree, didn't have a good game. Those guys only combined for two catches. Two catches and 13 yards. They only combined for two catches and 13 yards. And my guy, Josh Norman, he had something to say about that here and say what you're gonna put up on somebody 200 yards didn't even catch two balls you only caught one huh so please whatever you do do not run your mouth for your wide receiver and you expect to show up on sundays because i'm telling you we are here and we're waiting don't come out here and tell me what you're gonna do show me you'll have to run through me to get that we ain't letting that happen so whatever that young cat said cool, go and take it back Crabtree, I have nothing to say to you. Yes, I may be cover two, but I'm cover one, two. I'm cover one, I'm cover two, I'm cover three, and I'm cover four. All of them. All that ingredients and making a perfect attack. And lastly, I don't want to talk about this, but I did pick this team to win. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to defeat the Arizona Cardinals. But I want to put something in perspective really quick. Des Bryant is not top five, okay? He's not. He's absolutely not top five. I would take Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones. This is in in no specific order. A.J. Green and Mike Evans. I would take all five of those guys over him. I would even take DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans over him. And who else? I would take those guys. Let's just say that. He's not top five. I still think he's, I don't know. He's kind of a bum, honestly. He's like, he's like, 40 if in receiving yards right now he has 11 catches for 114 yards and you telling me this guy's top five you're telling me he's top five let me read you guys something that was brought to my attention today today Dez Bryant in 2014 through 16 games he had 1320 yards in 2015 through 2017, he's had 1,311 yards. This guy's not top five. Put it to rest, Cowboy fans. If you want to debate me, man, y'all know me. Y'all know where I'm at, man, because cause we could debate. Because I'm down to debate. The guy's not top five. I'm sorry. He used to be, but he's not. Nevertheless, go Cowboys feed Zeke. They won. <laughs> y'all know I'm being sarcastic. There's bike. There's not top five, though. What else? Throw up the X. Yeah, that, that nonsense. So now, I'm gonna do my week four picks. Let's get right into it. Tonight's game, Thursday night game, we have the Packers and the Bears. That game is at Lambeau. I'm rolling with the Packers. I think it's gonna be a really good game. NFC North matchup. I'm going with the Packers. Sunday morning, we have another game in London. It is the Saints and the Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Saints. I'm rolling with Drew Brees. I. I don't think the Dolphins is going to be able to stop this offense. They lost to the Jets last week, by the way. So, not sure why I should pick them ever again. After losing to the team that had nobody. No one. Falcons-Bills. That game is in Atlanta. I'm rolling with the Falcons. The Falcons are one of two undefeated teams remaining. The other team is the Chiefs. So, I'm rolling with the Falcons. Ravens-Steelers. That game is at MNT Bank Stadium. I'm rolling with Pittsburgh on the road. browns bengals a game I was, huh, I didn't know who I was going to pick. Both of these teams are winless. That game is in Cleveland. But I'm going with the Bengals. I don't know who's going to stop A.J. Green. I think he's going to get it done. But I don't know. I would like to see the Browns win because I picked them to win four games this year. So, hope to see a good game. But I'm rolling with the Bengals. Cowboys-Rams. Cowboys should have lost to the Cardinals, but their offense starred out. They really should have. Um, Demarcus Lawrence played well on defense. Um, They got it going. They got it going. The Cowboys did get it going. Zeke Elliott scored. Bryce Butler with a big touchdown. Um, There's Bryant. As much as I talk bad about him, what he did after the catch was impressive with the juke on Pat Pete and getting into the end zone. But... I'm picking against the Cowboys this week. I like the Rams. I like head coach Sean McVay. I like what he's done with the offense. Todd Gurley uh, is seeming to do what he did in his rookie campaign. He's been playing phenomenal. I wish I would have drafted him in fantasy. He's been playing great. Um, I just feel like... Oh, they also have Sammy Watkins who scored in their last game. He played really good. I like the Rams. I like the defense too. I like Aaron Donald. Um, They have Trumane Johnson. Mark Barron, they still got some pieces. Robert Quinn, they still got some guys. I like the Rams in this game. I'm I'm rolling with the Rams. Texans, Titans. Woo. My gut told me to go with Houston. They went toe to toe. They went tit for tat. They went toe toe for toe. Toe to toe, I'm sorry. Toe to toe with the Patriots last week. I'm rolling with Houston. That game is in Houston, so I'm rolling with them. Vikings, Lions. I didn't know I was going to pick for this game either, but I like the Lions in this one on the road but I still like the Lions Patriots Panthers self explanatory Cam Newton has not shown me anything now there's the Pan- anybody on the Panthers really Christian McCaffrey to an extent but I'm rolling with the Pats Jets Jags I'm gonna continue to pick against the Jets they don't have anyone y'all probably getting tired of me saying they have nobody but they don't they, they, do, they do not I'm rolling with the Jaguars yo listen Josh McCown, don't throw a Jalen's way. Don't throw a Jalen Ramsey's way. He has not allowed a reception over eight yards this year. Cardinals Niners. The Cardinals, the Cardinals really They really upset me losing. To the way, to the way they did against the Cowboys. They, they, they should have put the Cowboys away early. Early, early. I'm rolling with the 49ers this week. Hopefully the 49ers get their first win. Chargers Eagles. I've been picking against the Eagles the last three weeks. I, it's a sign I need to stop. So I'm picking the Eagles on the road to beat the LA Chargers. I'm going with the Eagles. The Eagles will look good. Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz, they seem to be you know, one of the league's best QB tight end combinations. Now, I know Darren Spos got hurt. They still got Blunt. They still got Smallwood. They got Keon Bonner back. I'm rolling with the Eagles. I'm rolling with their front seven, too. They've been playing well. Bucks Giants, man, I think the Giants are gonna finally get it done. They're gonna be one and three after this week. I like the Bucks too, but I just see Jameis Winston being under duress with Olivier Vernon, Jason Pierre-Paul, and snacks. I feel like these guys are gonna come to play, and I don't know who's gonna check out there. Vernon Hargreaves got smoked last week by Stephon Diggs, so good luck. Broncos Raiders, both of these teams lost last week. One of them has to lose this week I'm rolling with the Broncos I'm rolling with that Von Miller Excellent duo of corners A keep to leave And Chris Harris Jr. I'm rolling with that Trevor Simeon's been playing well this year too Been getting the run game going as well Jamal Charles played well CJ Anderson uh, Will he be a go He uh, Jamal Charles had more carries So I don't know I'm rolling with the Broncos though Seahawks, Colts I don't know why this game is on Sunday Night Football But it is taking seattle and then the monday nighter my skins are on primetime two weeks in a row but that game is arrowhead tough to pick against the chiefs when they're at arrowhead so i'm rolling with the chiefs and that's just about all um quick injury report darren sproles did go down with a broken arm and a torn acl in the same play it's a blow for the eagles and could be the end of his career he's 35 He had a great career though, especially with the Chargers and the Saints. Really on the Saints, but those are my Week Four predictions. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed talking to y'all. Cause I was rapping this episode, episode 30, so it had to be 30 minutes. Just want to thank everybody for the love and the continued support. I will be back with another episode next week. See you later, everybody. Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 30 is done. Peace.